episode 181 of the Loud and Proud podcast. It's free, it's Sunday night, and we talk about the Feckins' magnificent win in the under-20 competition and talking points from the Loud Offaly defeat yesterday. And also, there's tons, tons more. But first, Oasis. Right, so plenty of places to begin. And I'm going to start in a real obscure one. Um, Leinster had a massive win in the rugby today in the European uh, Champions Cup or whatever it's called now. It's still a cup in my eyes. They won 89-7 against Montpellier. And why am I bringing this up? It's just a bit of a, a GA backstory. Carl Martin started in the centre for Montpellier. He is from Drada. Um, and I, I remember Carl Martin playing Gaelic football. He played for St Mary's. They were beaten, I think, that year by Bush, if I remember correctly, in the Shield final. Um, very, very good Gaelic football. Very powerful, very big midfielder. Um, all action kind of a player. And. Just when I seen his name today, it twigged a memory of mine. I think he tried to go. I don't think he was affiliated with any GA club. Maybe underage with someone in the town in Drogheda, but I don't think he was. Uh, I don't think he played that. He definitely didn't play adult football. But I think he was trying to get a move to um, Nib Martin in that season of the winning the first Joe Award in twenty twenty. He started that season or in the middle of that season he was trying to get a move but then obviously Montpellier came in offered more money and took Carl under the wing and uh, well, that, well they actually went this year I think it was or the end of last year 2021 that he went over didn't sign a contract with Leinster Rugby but yeah so wish him all the best and if it doesn't work out he can come back and join the jocks maybe and win a, uh, his first Joe Award maybe get them over the line they're three in a row but I think he's a three year contract out there didn't go too well from today, but that's the second string side to put out. Um, so kind of, you know, you, similar to GA in the Bourne Cup, you need to be playing your top guns, and, or even if you're playing your second string, you need a few kind of regulars alongside down the spine just to give you that bit of experience and that, that bit of know-how when it's not going all your own way. A um, couple of other things just to touch off. Um, Clombolog won. We tipped them way off that they were such a classy team below in Faithful Fields against, um, against uh, not Faithful Fields, but against um, Tully Allen in the Junior Championship. They went on and won the Leinster Junior. Now, I thought they might win it out, win the All-Ireland out, but looking at a couple of other teams, Glen Villa from, from Kerry and then St. Faithlux have the, have the Mortis involved with them. How are they, they Junior? I do not know. Um, Trim... They defeated the Feckins and they went on and won it. They beat Clara. So there's a fair... Um, look, there's a fair uh, chance that we thought the Feckins would do it. But um, no, they decided to go on and concentrate on the 20 competition. Would have been actually interesting. <laughs> like it's amazing the way things open out for you and work out for you. If they go on well and beat Trim in that opening game in Ashbourne, does the under-20s go as well? It's an interesting one, maybe just to pause and talk, but a hell of a year. They did the business today. They absolutely battered the combination side to win win by such a, a high margin, 113 to 2-3, um, um, 14 scores to, to 5, you know, in general, in open play. And it was just, yeah, from start to finish. I know the combination side got an early goal just to put them ahead, 1-1 to 2 but they were just 
I did a podcast on um, Saturday night preview with Kevin and Riley. Two of us would have been involved in, in two other semi-finalists. It's all there to listen to and have a, li- have a listen back. But we plot the theory for both sides. Then we get a verdict for it at the end. And this Feckins win wasn't coming from nowhere. Um, really solid. They came with momentum. Obviously, during the 16s of London, the 70s got to the uh, final. And the men have won the intermediate. The ladies even got the final as well, and the horrors won. So they're used to winning, they're used to getting the finals at this stage. But with that sway of momentum um, playing, there's always they always kind of question mark about the Joes and the Mockta side because they're such good quality players, like real individuals. Um, the likes of lads that have played in the senior final this year, like Oshin Callan, Ben Goskieran. Um, Craig Lennon a um, couple of others um, Ryan Cash has played senior this year Liam O'Flaherty I don't know whether they played in the final or not but then you, and then you also have the, the other two obviously Craig Lennon's with Laird and you know, Gabriel Bell played during the week for Laird against Dublin and Colin McCall played the previous Saturday against Longford in the full forward Look, at, there was a question mark about fitness with those fellas, and that was always going to be an issue. You need you need everyone at hundred percent going into a final. Um, you can't really rely, even if a lad's that good. You have to they have to be hundred percent, and that just didn't go the way for the the Mocktus Joes. And when you're playing a united bunch like the Feckins, you need everything to be going your way. And when once you wear it flow and everything goes again, you the 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 momentum of the underdog. Um, they just the uh, the the unity in them that the way they play and they work so hard and they're gonna work really hard. You have to work really hard to beat the Falcons this season. The only blip they had was that draw against Cooley. Um, very very good performance from John O'Connell on the wing. He was very he was excellent. He's uh, excellent throughout the whole campaign. The captain as well got to lift the trophy. And um, Ryan Walsh player of the tournament without a doubt. One eight on the day. Um, exceptional scoring and we're, we mentioned them all on that Saturday pod it's worth going back and listening to the likes of Owen Hackett the job he's done Aaron McLeod and Cahill O'Reilly from that minor team Cormac Dolan going into the goals Keen Gorman David Lally uh, in that full back line and Mark Hoolan as well making it from Adam O'Neill and Sean Hodgkins that tall he got a point today tall half back that's dangerous driving up the field Sean Kerris pulling the strings Niall McGinnity, um, Owen Ryan as well. Uh, ju- it's just um, what I what I said. There, there are teams that are, that are eight out of ten, seven point five, eight out of ten across the board. There's no weak spots, and it just looked like the Joe's Mockers were just a little bit um, off, and you had to be a hundred percent to beat the Falcons because they were coming at you, and they just did. They, they basically bulldozed the Joe's Mockers. Couldn't quell the momentum at all. An early goal from uh, Ormond McParn at the start of the second half. You kind of thought that might rouse them after Jack Barron got the earlier goal from a from a penalty. But Colin McCall there was dates over here. That was kind of a big question mark I had. If Colin McCall starts and is fit, the comp the Joes Mockers would win. But I couldn't see the Metfeckins winning if McCall was playing and fit either full forward or middle of the field. Um, and it just didn't turn out that way. And the Falcons are full, full value for us. Um, the Owen Ryan actually got a point as well. They just were just powerful. They were dominant, and the squad, the, the squad depth as well. Adam Kerr and Owen Flanagan, Matthew Ponell came on according to the report and draw independent, and uh, just well deserved. They were they just blew everyone away in the end. They had that kind of character. 
they had that kind of balance in the team it was all spoken about on Saturday I'm not going to say it again it's worth going back and listening to even retrospectively or signing up to hear how 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 we thought the game would go and in effect how it did go Kevin Riley made that call he he picked the combination and the combination side to go down to this feckins unity and it, and it, it that's just the way the game uh, played out and uh, credit to them and they have another chance they have a chance to go on now and win the under 21 championship which is going to be played this season as well but um, something that I noticed as well and I would be like very kind of conscious of it is if you're if you're winning under 20s under 21 competitions you have a fair chance of achieving adult success in the, in the next two to three years so that bodes really well for the the Falcons and that club they're in senior championship now to have all those players coming through and they're already competitive bunch and a successful intermediate bunch it adds that hunger as that freshness they're going to be there there which you would have seen the Blues do it with two teams this current batch and then the Column Judge team um, ourselves did it with David Reed ourselves did it with uh, Adrian Reed's teams and then one senior success after us. Um, the Geraldines would have won on the 21 success and went on and won the Intermediate Championship. And the Pearcey one of them went to two Intermediate Finals on the back of it. Um, the Brides, did the Brides win on the 21 Championship? Do let me know. Um, I know that they, they won then, maybe a lot of them won the Intermediate after it. I can't really remember. Um, there's other teams there probably Tully Allen would have won would have had a bounce as well in recent years as well when and Conor Grimes' team won it it's just a correlation it's a good barometer of the club where it's going and how that it does generally translate into success I must do a roll of honour and go through it more intently not just off the top of my head but um, we'll get talking about loud and they did, they did, they did a mixed bag mixed week Played really good stuff in the opening 40 minutes against Longford. We talked about that last week. Went out to Dublin. Mickey managed the situation. Um, blooded a whole load of players for that for that squad. Um, it was Pop Rat who got the goal. The last ever goal against Dublin. Kyle McElroy is taking that record away from with a lovely knee finish off the ground after Gabriel Bell set him up. And then So we go into the Offaly game. And you're kind of thinking, right, let's get a win. Um, let's let's get a win in RD. We're going to be playing all our league three league games there. Where uh, we're not going to be playing now for a couple of weeks, so let's get a win just to send us off with the preparation with that in mind. Um, and and it didn't just transpire. There was a, there was a really really good uh, poignant tributes to Ashing Murphy um, before the game and like all Gales Kilcormac Kalahi she, she she played Camogie she was a part of it of the whole kind of ecosystem down there in, in Offaly in that Gaelic side of things and it was heartfelt the the reach was brilliant the, the interlock and obviously with, with uh, Ashley coming from Offaly and Offaly taking on loud it was just even more significance in anything that that happened in RD the the lane of the reach like I just said the the, the the neither side uses used the number twenty three jersey the interlocked arms for the minute silence and two squads and the uh, national anthem and then twenty three minutes into the game the game was paused 
in her memory as well because she was only 23 years old so very sad and I think actually the game suffered in the opening quarter it was very tense very flat a lot of tired legs out there um, Niall McNamee once again a torture for Loud he got 4 points but he actually played in that pitch 19 years ago in 2003 when uh, Loud beat them um, I think Sean Gilson was marking Vincent Lockhorn was in the middle of the field with Ronan Carroll um, in that minor team and that was the minor team that went on to be defeated by Mark Vaughan's uh, light blue mohawk and that team really good team Rob Carney's team is supposed to be the best team to, to know but Hugh McGinn Davy Boyle and um, Mick Fanning actually came in for that replay Connor Sheridan Mark McCormack Shane Lennon all them boys played and that was it was a really good team and uh, so 19 years later he's still doing, doing still doing doing damage up front has that move and he's moving very well he got 4 points in the first half nice them 6-4 head after a case he got two points he was captain on the day he got two really good points got a really good specky a real uh, and then followed up with a point one of those are they legal are they le- illegal um, fetches in the middle of the field where you're kind of as an Aussie rule style fl- knees up on the back and plucking from the middle of the field and um, Ryan Bournes landed a mark and two free he's a really good mark after Colin McKeever gave a great direct ball in but um, yeah, we we just we we were flat as well. We went out six four at half time, half time. Two needless frees in the end of the half, and then we have another chance at the start of the second half. They go into fourteen men. Niall McNamee, I think, it's from Mountain gets a black card, and um, they get another score to open up the seven four lead. We never led in the game actually, um, but then a great pass from Darren Alley inside to. Um, on running Leonard Gray makes a great angle run he rounds the goalie to level the game 1-4 to 7 um, Alan then gets two freezes they always had someone to rely on sorry a free and a point then Highland gets a second free then Dermot Campbell kicks a great point classy point but then uh, they introduce Rory McNamee a cousin of Niles and he gets four points in that quarter just to get them over the line Ryan Bournes gets a goal yeah, I think McKeever lays him lays him through. A similar give him that ball and he rounds the goalie on a run. But just that level of the game again, we just can't push on after that. Um McNamee gets three more points. Duffy Ian Duffy um sub goalie comes on. Paddy Dunning got a score in the first half, so a two goalie score for for Offley. Has that ever happened before in a game? Do not know. But um Ty McNamee gets a free to bring it down to two points but we just can't push on anymore and they manage it out and Rory McNamee gets the final point of the game Loud lose 15 points to 2-6 so just a couple a couple of talking points right Um, the first real talking point I would have would be it is um, it's only pre-season we can't get kind of disheartened at, at losing three games in a row um, we've tired bodies. We've we've lads that are playing and are really been thrown in at the deep end at a higher level than they're used to. They're still trying to adapt with systems and new management and new players and playing alongside each other and getting that familiarity alongside each other. Uh, so that's the main talk. But it wouldn't look at it's, it's it's only the Bourne Cup. You know we might we're going to be a different force come the league um, in two weeks' time in RD against Leash. I'll be building that up 
um, I'll be talking about that. We'll be, we'll be doing something. Though we'll definitely be doing something on it in tr- in terms of the whole league and that first game against Leash. Um, but the one thing I would worry is the second talking point would be injuries. Um, Sam Mulroy's been been there at games. You can see him kind of doing his own protocol, injury return protocol, kind of in terms of running and movement. Probably no harm that he's rested up after a long run in Leinster with Nate Martin. Um, the other point is um, Anthony Williams, Kieran Downey, they haven't been togged out. Um, uh, Connor Grimes, is he going to make it back for the league as well? Um, so there's, uh, there's a couple of other lads on the fringe, like Peter Lynch didn't come in, uh, Peter McStravick as well, because of injuries, maybe Darren McConnell as well. So like there is a few injuries mounting up, you know. And we kind of need everyone, and are they going to be back? Is there going to be a race? Are we going to have the? Are we going to kind of cobble everyone back together? Especially when you're thinking we've had a whole winter kind of working on this together, and it's just not peaking right. It's just a little bit frustrating, and a little bit kind of like a, definitely a talking point. And another point is, fifteen rookies were used in the three games, uh, probably more. Peter, like I mentioned, Peter Lynch, if he was fit, he probably plays against Dublin. That would have brought up to 16. Um, Oshie McGuinness was the latest addition. Uh, he came, he started on the 40. Uh, from the Joes, I earmarked him from the Loud Championship. He's outstanding, so he was for the Joes. Um, really, kind of really fluid, athletic footballer, kind of Mickey Hart footballer. And he he was he was good in patches. Yes, I, I don't I wouldn't say he would be used to that forty yards position, but he was good in patches, um, in the game in a tough game when your midfield doesn't have the the platform, um, to create and and drive forward and and cause other teams problems. They all seemed to have that foothold and grab possession when they wanted, and uh, probably was a little bit unfair on Ashley McGuinness. But the fifteen rookies, so it's going to have to be a rookie report, which there always is on the debutants that come in. I'll be going through. F- each and every one of those 15 rookies and there's possibly I, I know I mentioned Peter Lynch there's two more uh, Peter McStravich and Darren McConnell and uh, Jerry Malone there's more players maybe the panel is going to be cut as well this week um, so that'll be that'll be on the podcast this week so I'll be, so tune in and sign up on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud to hear that and then number four on the talking points I know we've, we've had a full winter and all this and the panel might be cut, but is there more players that could come in? I'll be picking 15 players that, that could come into this loud panel, and uh, probably should come into this loud panel, like Ryan Walsh today, exceptional for the under-20s. Is he a man that could be drafted in? I, I, I think so. Definitely worth a look at on here for a couple of weeks, even in, in-house training. For fifth talking point, um, we didn't push on after after uh, the two goals, which is really frustrating. We got the crowd going in already. It was great to hear the stand roaring again. It was great to hear that unison shouting, crying, and cheer on up when uh, Leg hit the back net and already. It makes for a good atmosphere then uh, come the league. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit of a fortress. But it's managing that and, and working on that, maybe not becoming as naive. As uh, as as we're playing, hopefully Mickey sharpens that. Um, and what else is the the sixth, uh, the sixth talking point? Oh yeah, sixth talking point. Bit of a stickler, right? So you're going out and you're seeing the Dubs play, awfully playing Longford 
um, and the big mass bodies of subs and squads and then loud come out and there's lads wearing their club gear different county gear different other clubs gear not other counties gear they're, they're wearing their club gear different loud gear different training gear lads there with old sets new sets can they not all have their their loud gear in in like in a united sort of a front and just to show professionalism which obviously mickey hart is is doing and trying to bring but it just yeah it was just one of those it was mentioned to me as well and once it's said to you and it's, it becomes real apparent when you're when you're watching it and hopefully that's done in time for the national league that they all get the right gear and they all look really professional i know lads are coming in out of balance but still should be given the gear first day you're in you know, just that's just a little, just another little talking point I have here. But um, that's it. So congratulations to the Feckins on their win. Congratulations to the boys who beat the, uh, who went on to win Leinster after beating the Loud sides. Um, tune in during the week for the rookie report and then 15 other players that could come in uh, on Patreon. But um, that's it. Thanks for listening. I'll be back again same time as Sunday. You get me during the week as well. But um, yeah, that's it. Slon, bye bye.